This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Fields. For as crazy as the year 2020 was, there was one glaring absence. A guy who used to be a constant main character on this channel and the channel that preceded it, but somehow managed to remain entirely out of the spotlight for all of last year. Mm -hmm. Ever since September of 2019, when Malachi Love Robinson was released from prison, we haven't heard a peep from him. Which is impressive, considering this is a guy with a seemingly pathological need to do scams and commit crimes. It's what he's best at, yeah. and you gotta do what you're best at. Born to scam. Uh-huh. Well, unfortunately for Dr. Love, but fortunately for us and you, the viewer, Malachi Love Robinson could only stay on the straight and narrow for so long before he went back to his old ways. So if you're new here, or for some reason you don't have a perfect photographic memory of every story that we've covered for the last six years, Dr. Malachi Love Robinson is not an actual doctor, but rather a young Florida man who desperately wanted to be a doctor, but without, you know, doing any of the actual work or schooling to become one. Yeah. Uh, in January 2015, when he was still a minor, he was caught roaming the halls of a West Palm Beach hospital wearing a white coat and stethoscope, and it turned out he'd been doing so for an entire month. Uh, since he was just a kid and hadn't actually used his disguise for anything beyond just walking the grounds of the hospital, police let him off with a warning and Dr. Love immediately kicked his fake doctor schemes up a notch. He's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean no consequences? Really, uh, Dodge, that was a very close brush with the law. Time yeah. to kick things up a notch. As we have learned time and time again, when there's no consequences, things get better, right? No. <laughs> so Dr. Love next conned his way into a job as a massage therapist at a rehab facility, but the De Florida Department of Health eventually figured out that he was practicing without a license and sent a cease and desist. At this point... Dr. Love seemed to have realized that the whole fake doctor thing would be a lot easier if, instead of infiltrating hospitals and medical facilities under false pretenses, he simply set up his own private practice. I do love the idea that, like, they sent a cease and desist because they're like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? He rubs someone's muscle a little too hard? And my work here is done. <laughs> So yeah, that's what he did. He rented an office in a building whose other units were occupied by real doctors, and he named it the New Birth, New Life Medical Center and Urgent Care. He set up a legit website featuring just some great professional photos of him and his staff, and uh, even a health grades profile full of fake five-star reviews. And you gotta hand it to him. Dr. Love went above and beyond even what Jacob Wall could do. Because yeah. he just went and downloaded a bunch of like stock images or famous people. Uh, and was like, I'll get away with it. Yeah, I mean, one of these days we really should do a head-to-head -head, um, scammer of the century uh, look at those two guys. Yeah. They have very similar sort of uh, approaches to life. Jacob Wall could actually do pretty well if he had hired Dr. Love as a consultant. If these guys ever team up, it's over, <laughs> it's, it's over for everyone. Yep. Now, uh, after just a few weeks, though, after setting up that fake medical center and all that, uh, local news station WPBF caught wind of it and sent a news crew over to ambush him. Uh, now, instead of simply telling them to fuck off, Dr. Love actually agreed to let them come back for an interview uh, and an on-camera tour of the office. I've got nothing to hide. Exactly. Uh, for the news segment, he made the case that he totally wasn't pretending to be a real doctor, just a naturopathic doctor, as evidenced by his suddenly much more casual clothes and the fact that the letters MD next next to his name at the front door were covered with a piece of paper. Oops. But local police, uh, after that segment aired, local police sent over an undercover cop for an appointment, and Dr. Love immediately started giving medical advice. So they arrested him for practicing medicine without a license. Uh, after getting bailed out, he decided that rather than shutting up and laying low, he would sit for an interview with Good Morning America. Uh, the interview was a hilarious train wreck, and he ended up just walking out halfway through it. Um, then it came to light that this wasn't just a game of dress-up gone too far. He'd actually robbed one of his patients, an 86-year-old woman who had come to him seeking treatment for stomach problems. He had charged her thousands of dollars for just vitamin pills, and then during a house call, he'd also just stolen her checkbook and written himself tens of thousands of dollars in forged checks. Then, while awaiting trial for all of those crimes, he was arrested again in Virginia for using forged pay stubs on a car loan application and using an old lady with dementia to co-sign on the loan without really knowing what the hell she was doing. Yeah, uh, he ended up doing time for the Virginia crimes first, serving one year before being uh, transferred back to Florida to stand trial for his crimes there. He was, of course, found guilty of multiple felonies and sentenced to three and a half years in a maximum security prison. In 2018, Inside Edition interviewed him behind bars, and he seemed to be doing all right. Uh, he also expressed what seemed like genuine regret over what he did, describing it as, quote, overly ambitious. Mm. <laughs> I saw that Catch Me If You Can movie, and I was like, 
That's the ticket. My problem was that I was overly ambitious. I, Not anything else, yeah, though, yeah. Uh, in September of 2019, Malachi Love Robinson was released from prison and, you know, then managed to pretty much remain out of the spotlight, which is really good for someone like mm -hmm. him. Uh, that is until now. Yeah, so on January 1st, literally first day of the new year, it was reported that Malachi Love Robinson, now 23 years old, had been booked at Palm Beach County Jail on New Year's Eve accused of stealing from the company that he was working for. So I guess technically he did not manage to make it all the way through 2020 without getting in trouble with yeah. the law. And actually, the crimes he's accused of committing happened at the beginning of 2020, just months after he got out of prison. The Tampa Bay Times lays out exactly what those crimes were. Company owner Daniel O'Sullivan called the cops last March with allegations that Love Robinson stole from the business, which operates as a broker connecting customers or shippers with transport companies. The way it works, a customer pays a fee to United States of Freight, which in turn pays a carrier to deliver the goods. O'Sullivan's company keeps a broker compensation each time. Love Robinson, using the name Alex Robinson, was paid commissions for handling these transactions between the company and its customers. But while working on orders for five customers between January 8th and February 4th, 2020, Love Robinson had these clients pay him a total of $10,130 directly instead of his employer as required. That's what the arrest report shows. So he's like got out of jail in September, January, already back up to it. Someone, some sad, poor soul actually hires him for a job. Yeah. Which, amazing. Like, it's hard, it's hard to get hired after you serve prison time for felonies. Did like, he know of his past? Or assuming the fake name, he he wasn't aware that this was Malachi Love Robinson. I because mean, why else would he use a fake name? Not even a, a fully fake name. Just Alex. If it, I mean, if this was all done by the book, he would have had to submit a social security. Now. Like, well, I, he, I but know. he's been forging documents forever. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. uh, the story continues. He had the money routed to him in two ways. Four customers paid him through PayPal or Venmo, so the funds went to his personal checking account, police say. One customer paid $2,675 to a business called National Logistics Division, LLC, which was linked to Love Robinson's name and home address, police learned. Wow. Love Robinson created the company two months after his release from prison, state records show. It is now listed as inactive. Online records also show Love Robinson registered his new company with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, which regulates trucking and bus firms. While stealing from United States of Freight, Love Robinson double-dipped and pocketed an unspecified amount in commissions, the police report said. This is so aggravating because if he just focused, he's clearly a, a, a motivated and, albeit, in nefarious ways, talented person. And if he could just like refocus his energy to something else. That's the problem. I don't think he can help himself. Like he is addicted to the crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild. He's It's undeniable that he is at the very least talented because he got out of jail, started an LLC, registered it with an official company, got going at a, 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 a legitimate company, yeah. and then was able to defraud them within months. Well, it sounds like he's just like, okay, finally realizing I'm never going to be a fucking doctor. <laughs> like, that's that's out of the question. Let me get but, into the logistics. But, I think it's hired at this logistics place. He's like, okay, cool. This just job's great. I could probably own a company just like this. So I'm going to go ahead and just do that. And um, But he could have done that. He could have just learned everything in this company and then started an actual legitimate company to compete with it. Well, you need capital. And there's so, only one way to do that, baby. Yep. By telling people they can use their services tax-free as long as they send it on PayPal mm. as friends and friends family. And family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm tripping over myself on this. Uh, now, it continues. Before coming to the authorities, O'Sullivan tried to handle the matter privately. Probably because it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I hired this fucking guy. Everyone told me, what are you doing? That man was on Didn't Good Morning America. Didn't you see America. him on the news? This guy's a, he's going to ruin your life. He's like, come on, man. He served two years in prison. Look, he's a changed kid. Good for O'Sullivan. Giving him a second chance. Yeah. But uh, he made a mistake, turns out. Uh, he showed an investigator several text messages from an apologetic Love Robinson, including a promise to return the money and, quote, make it right. Quote, I don't want to go to jail, Love Robinson wrote in one text, followed up with claims that he had paid back the money. But his boss said he never got any refunds. Police decided in November to file charges, but Love Robinson wasn't arrested until the last day of the year. Gotta hit those quotas. Uh, uh, he spent nearly 11 hours at Palm Beach County Jail before posting the bond. Uh, yeah, that Tampa Bay Times article, it's a great retrospective on just the entire Malachi Love Robinson saga. It's also an examination into just why the fuck this dude can't stop breaking the law. And uh, they quote a criminology professor who says that Dr. Love is probably a psychopath. 
Which, that criminology professor, Dr. Malachi Love Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> this guy's crazy. No, actually, I think he's a very good boy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, the psychopath diagnosis, it, it, it seems plausible given how many people this dude has managed to scam or attempt to scam in such a short period of time, despite being so easily caught each time. And it's, it's a good thing he's so bad at it. Because if he was as competent as he is ambitious, Dr. Love could really do some serious damage. Especially yeah. if him and Jake Wall teamed up. There's, yeah, in so many cases, the criminals being very dumb is uh, a benefit to society. Yeah. Uh, but it is just like, like I, I mean, maybe it is a kind of a low-level job. I don't know. But shipping and receiving logistics seems like a pretty good get for someone right out of jail. Yeah, I mean, and it sounds like a kind of job that would pay well, especially if you're and, the one handling the transaction. And he, like, is doing it in the in the midst of a pandemic. That's job security, Mr. Love Robinson. Yeah, seems like you wouldn't want to blow that, but... I am legitimately surprised, and maybe we'll find out more later, that he did not have some kind of PPP loan scheme. Like, oh, my God. Why wouldn't you just do that? <laughs> like, yeah, he did have an LLC that he could very easily have just been like, dear President Trump, I need a million, million dollars. dollars. <laughs> like, I mean, to chunk, you got it. We might find out that that's the case. Yeah. That could very well have happened. Yeah. There's uh, not a lot of details on this. So Mr. Trump, can you please send that PPP loan as friends and family? Yeah. We're gonna, I, yeah, hopefully we get more details about what this guy's been up to since we last heard from him. Uh, Look, he's talented. He just, we need to figure out a way to focus these talents. I don't know if there's a way. I think he's proven at this point that he's, uh, he's uh, unrepentant, unreformable. He has a criminal mind. You know, he'd be good in politics. Yeah, maybe. Unle- I don't know. Unleash Malachi Love Robinson on, like, uh, he, Iran. I, he could be good at it, or he could be a Rudy Giuliani-type character who thinks he's good at it, but is uh, actually terrible at it. <laughs> the, Mr. Trump's impeachment legal team consists of Dr. Malachi Love Robinson. Sydney Dr. Powell. Malachi Love Robinson, Esquire. <laughs> yeah, he's this a lawyer just got now. out of law school, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He passed the bar. At the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Virtual school. Uh, anyways, now that we're done catching up on a character from the early days of the show... Let's meet a brand new one. Mm. Mia Ponsetto, a.k.a. Soho Karen. Now, last month, Mia Ponsetto was in New York City at the Arlo Hotel in Soho, where she baselessly accused a black 14-year-old boy of stealing her cell phone and physically attacked the boy and his father before it turned out that, oops, she'd simply left her phone in an Uber. Much of the incident was caught on camera, and the NYPD launched an investigation and uh, a few days later identified Mia Ponsetto as the Soho Karen. Uh, here's the video clip. You don't have to explain nothing to her. Are you kidding me? You feel like there's only one one iPhone made in the world? No. Okay, then show me the. No, you get get a life over there. What's on your background? You better go use find find my iPhone. Go do that. Find my iPhone is on. No, no, you can't. No, I'm the manager of the hotel. I don't care. This is my son. Hey, Did you see me just come downstairs out of the fucking elevator? Hey, I'm trying to help. Man. No, but you're not helping. I what am. you've been is disrespectful. No, I'm trying to settle the no. situation. We, I'm, I'm my son to has nothing to do with her. No. I'm trying to figure yeah, out what's going on in the world. Then show me the oh. proof. No, he's not leaving. Show me the proof. Hey, are you show me the proof. You better get on. Let's go, King. I'm sorry. Better get on. We have what you you see you see two black people. No, I'm not letting him walk away with my phone. See, yeah, I mean, pretty embarrassing for her. At this point, the whole thing wasn't huge news, though. Uh, by Karen video standards, it hadn't even really attracted that much attention. It was sort of flying under the radar, mm-hmm. but as soon as the New York Post identified Ponsetto as the Soho Karen. Uh, she decided that rather than laying low and shutting the fuck up, she would instead sit for an interview with CBS This Morning's Gail King. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it was an absolute train wreck. Ponsetto revealed herself to be a truly vile and unsympathetic person, and despite claiming that she was in fact the victim, uh, she made it abundantly clear that she was definitely the one who was in the wrong here, and uh, also that she felt exactly zero remorse over it. Uh, Here's some highlights 
from that interview. I, I consider myself to be super sweet. I really never ever meant for it to like hurt him or his father. You just described yourself as super sweet. I know you've seen the video. When you look at the video, the reaction seems very extreme. It doesn't seem like it's someone who's super sweet. How would you feel if you were alone in New York and you know, you're going to spend time with your family during the holidays and you lose the one thing that gets stolen from you that has all of the access to the only way that you're able to get back home. I just don't think I would randomly attack people is, is what I'm saying to you. I know you said you could have handled it better, but I just don't think I would randomly attack people in the manner in which you did. I do sincerely from the bottom of my heart apologize that if I made the son feel as if I assaulted him or if I hurt his feelings or the father's feelings. I don't believe one mistake defines anybody, but I, I think when I look at that particular video, you're, you did more than just accuse him. The video seems to show that you physically attacked this young boy. You do see that too, right? By the end of the day, the dad did end up, up like slamming me to the ground and uh, pulling my hair and th throwing me and dragging me across the ground. So I, I will say that. Yeah, but, but I think, you know, the video we saw, it looked like you had just attacked his son. Yeah, the footage shows me attacking his son of attacking him how yelling at him yes okay i apologize can we move on basically i'm i'm a 22 year old girl i am i i don't i racism uh is i said i how is one girl accusing a guy about a phone a crime where is the context in that Mia, what is the Mia, deeper, what is the deeper, what is the deeper Mia, story Mia, it's here? not, it's, it, that's not the problem. You have to at least understand your actions that day. You seem to have attacked this little boy, this young boy, this, this teenager. You seem to have attacked this teenager about the phone. And then it turned out he didn't even have your phone. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're, you're saying, look, I'm 22 years old. You're 22 years old, but you are old enough to know better. So I will say you're 22. You're I, get right, I get it. Enough. I, I love that, like, the, the self-incrimination of being a, a bad person, and the whole time you can just see the gears in her head going like, what? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm a great person. Yeah. I'm such a good person, and also, I'm just a girl. Oh, yeah. Like, there, a lot of that in there. Just like, I'm just a 22-year-old girl. That was the best part, was it's like she had those excuses in her back pocket ready to pull out, because she was like, no, nah, I can probably fly by without, like, mm -hmm. you know, saying these certain things. But then it's like, um, actually, did you know that I'm just a young girl? Yeah. By the way, I'm so basically a child. I'm absolved. Yeah. Again. So, yeah, the lady sitting next to Mia is her lawyer, uh, which would explain the stink face that she's making the whole time while her client makes a terrible and very counterproductive case for herself. <laughs> yeah. And according to Gail King, uh, the lawyer tried and failed several times throughout the interview to reel in her client. Uh, oh, and uh, actually, that's... That's all just from part one of the CBS interview. A few days later, they played part two. And look, the wait was definitely worth it. Here you go. Maybe it wasn't him, but at the same time, how is it so that uh, as soon as I get asked to leave the premises uh, after I had accused this person of stealing my phone, how is it that all of a sudden they just miraculously have my phone when I come back? And the two, and uh, the the, it didn't seem as if uh, my accusations really bothered the the son and the father because they were just uh, enjoying a nice meal right after this whole uh, encounter. I wasn't racial profiling whatsoever. I'm a woman. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm like a woman of color. I'm I'm Italian, Greek, Puerto Rican. You keep saying you're Puerto Rican. Does that mean that you can't be racist because you're saying you're a woman of color? Is that what you mean? Exactly. Well, I, I would disagree that people of color can be racist, too. Mia, to be honest, I'm telling you, you seem to be not remorseful, to have no contrition, that you're almost a little flippant about this. You have to understand, for this teenage boy who says that he was shattered, who said that he was traumatized, this I'm is a traumatized. Deal. You're traumatized, too, because... Yeah, and I'm sorry. I had, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. He is, honestly, he, he's 14. And that's what they're, that's what they're claiming. Um, yeah, I'm 22. I've, I've lived probably just the same amount of life as him. Like, honestly. I'm just as a kid at heart as he is. I feel sorry that I made the family go through like all of that stress, but at the same time, it wasn't just them going through that. I would like to have a real interview with real questions and real heart and real sincere apologies. Let 2021 be the moment of healing. Seriously. All right. 
anyway, that interview was recorded earlier this month, and by the time part one aired, Mia Ponsetto had already been arrested and charged by NYPD detectives who flew all the way out to Ventura County, California, where she lived. Mm -hmm. uh, she was flown back to NYC, where she was arraigned on felony charges of attempted robbery, endangering the welfare of a child, attempted grand larceny, and attempted assault, with her next court appearance scheduled for the end of March. Uh, she's also facing charges of resisting arrest in California because she apparently led police <laughs> on a brief chase and then refused to get out of her car for a while when they came over to arrest her for this thing. And then, you know, the cherry on top, the daddy hat. That hat, and like, I, whoever sells that hat has probably gotten a lot of orders recently. I think, Or it, their business is ruined. I, I don't think know. it was like Urban Outfitters or something ah, that, that had it. But, daddy. Uh, like, uh, in my opinion, she seized this moment as being like, there's no such thing as bad press. Yes. I'm probably going to get a lot of Instagram followers. It's the same as, like, Jacob Wool and, yeah. and Malachi Robinson, but especially, like, Jacob Wool has, like, he also has that pathological need. Like, Infamous well, and famous are the same thing. Yeah. Where it's like, as long as I'm popular, I can turn this into a grift yeah. somehow. Oh, but you know me. Yeah. Now, as for me as attorney, Sharon Godden, uh, well, she's since dropped Ponsetto as a client. Uh, but before that, she gave an interview to the Daily Beast where she complained about what a terrible client Mia Ponsetto is. Uh, regarding the now infamous daddy hat Ponsetto wore during the interview, Godden said, The hat definitely wasn't chosen by me. My office gave her advice on what to wear. We asked her to wear professional attire. When she came to the interview, I told her the baseball hat wouldn't be something we could use in the interview. One, because of the lighting. Two, because of the logo. She was very defiant and insisted that she wear it. No, the daddy hat is a must. This is my brand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I specifically asked her to remove it before the interview. She said, it's her story, it's her hat, and she wants to wear it. Uh, she's a very challenging client. <laughs> it's my hat and it's my story. Uh, here's some other quotes from that interview. I'm very concerned about her mental health and well-being because for her to start an interview with such a defiant tone, disregarding everything she's saying, including myself, and I'm here for her best interest, concerned me greatly. She's just not well. I'm not a psychiatrist. She's not well. That's all I can say. She needs help, and it's not the type of help I can give. I'm uncertain as to how I'm going to proceed. I'm uncertain if I can proceed forward with a client who is unwilling and unaccepting of the legal advice I'm giving her. Out of a thousand clients, you might get one that doesn't listen. The other 99 want to listen. She happens to be the one. Yeah. It, like lawyers say when you're talking to the cops, shut the fuck up. But also, when you're a lawyer, you should probably be saying, shut the fuck up and listen, because it is my job to get you out of this mess. And when you don't listen to me, you make yeah. it harder for me. Well, she, if she was really that good at her job, she would have assessed before this interview took place that this was a terrible idea that was going to backfire spectacularly. Yeah. Like, she should have never even allowed this to go forward. Like, after talking to this girl for like five, ten minutes, like, oh, okay, no. We are going to hide you away in a cabin somewhere where no one can find you. Yeah. Do you see the lawyer for the guy that stole the podium was just like out being like, yeah, well, I mean, well, there's pictures, but whatever. Like, there are bad lawyers out there, too. That guy should represent Mia. Maybe. I mean, she's caught on camera. Sure. Yeah. Yes, she did tackle a 13-year-old boy for she, no fucking reason. She's guilty. Take her away. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, uh, she's already said that, uh, you know, fuck that noise. She's dropping Pinsetto as a client. And it's unclear who, if anyone, maybe the uh, lectern mm -hmm. lawyer, uh, is going to represent her. Meanwhile, Pinsetto was spotted by Daily Mail paparazzi arriving at Newark Airport after her arraignment, still wearing the daddy hat, because it's her brand, baby. Mm -hmm. But refreshingly, she chose to keep her mouth shut while they asked her questions. A few hours later at LAX, she was again confronted by paparazzi. Uh, and this time, she was a lot more hostile. I asked, why did you think that kid took your phone? Because he was black? Pensetta responded, no, because he did. <laughs> and I've got the receipts uh, to prove it. Follow my Instagram. Yeah. And I'll tell you everything you need to know. I mean, I'm surprised she took her Instagram down, I think, which you would think, based on how she's behaved so far, she would want to lean into it. But uh, probably just too much negative energy in there. It's 2021. It's a new year. I hope she's the next Bachelorette. She's going to be the next mass Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. Boo! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they put her in a rat costume. Uh, in the meantime, Mia Ponsetto's other recent brushes with the law have now come to light. Uh, back in October, she got a DUI in Ventura, and cell phone video shows her and her mother resisting arrest and causing a scene. Uh, 
Mia at one point tells officers that she didn't do anything. She's threatening to sue them. Uh, while cuffed on the ground at one point, she says, I just think you guys are like a joke. There are gang members that are killing people right now, and you're arresting a girl? Oh, she's using that again. Um, her blood alcohol content was reportedly twice the legal limit, so. It was, you don't understand. It was bottomless mimosas. It's not my fault. Yeah. It was brunch. It was brunch. The vitamin C cancels it out. I can't even take an Uber right now because they wear those stupid masks. And also, just a few months before that DUI arrest, uh, in May, she had another DUI arrest. So that's two DUIs in a year. Not great. A few months before that, in February, she and her mom were charged with public <laughs> intoxication and battery after uh, getting in a scuffle with some cops at a hotel in Beverly Hills. So I think Mia might have a drinking problem. Yeah. I also love the idea that her and her mom just drive down from Ventura to Beverly That's Hills a long just to drive. Like, fit in. And like they get two wasted. Hours. They yeah. get wasted like Well, we gotta go home miles. now. <laughs> yeah. I hope what we do don't do? kill anyone. Jesus, fuck. Uh, most recently, she had also allegedly trashed a vacant New York City apartment right before the incident at the hotel in Soho. Like, literally earlier in the day. Uh, from TMZ, quote, Sources familiar with the apartment incident tell TMZ, Ponsetto entered the building by using a fire extinguisher she found to destroy the doorknob and smash her way in. We're told a tenant of the building confronted her, and Ponsetto allegedly claimed she rented the vacant unit through Airbnb and locked her keys inside. Our sources say Airbnb isn't allowed to operate in the building, and we're told Mia never contacted management about renting it. Once she got in, Ponsetto allegedly stayed for several hours, did damage to the curtains, left mail scattered on the floor, and dirtied up the bathroom. We're told she also left debris in the hallway outside the apartment. So th there's a lot of questions here. It's like... She took a huge dump. Did she think it was an Airbnb, or did she literally just do a breaking and entering on an apartment? She was probably drunk and went to the wrong place. Yeah, that's... Yeah, she probably went to the wrong building, just like... Why is it open? Why? I'm going to use this fire extinguisher to smash this door in. All right, wait, there's no furniture in here. What the fuck? I would love this to see... This doesn't look at all like the Airbnb I listing. would love to see Netflix throw a budget at a true crime documentary about this. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like... We mapped out her entire day. She had five mimosas over at this restaurant, and then... Here's the apartment she was staying in. And then it's like an animated line of her going to a different one. Yeah. I mean, this. she does seem like the kind of person that just it, trouble follows her around, but she's also the per kind of person that's like, I hate drama. Seems like her mom's I a bit hate. of an enabler, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seems like her mom's like one of those, like, my daughter's my best friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. For sure. This. The, well, they're always getting into hijinks together. Some, some parenting. Uh, there's definitely been some parenting problems here based on Now, we everything. can't say that, Elliot. Neither of us have children, so obviously we're in the wrong. As here. a mother! <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Mia Ponsetta, uh, she's got a lot on her plate right now, uh, legally speaking. And she also just seems like an all-around terrible person. But she's definitely a character that we're going to be keeping track of moving forward, and it's it's always nice to have a new character. Uh, yes, she's definitely one of the ones that is going to pop up over and over I again. I watched that Gail King interview more than, like, I watched... Just about it. More than I've listened to some of my favorite songs. I yeah. watched that shit on repeat. And yeah, and I, just, I kept saying, what are you doing? And like, like the whole time you watching know, people, people like to say online, like, I screamed. I literally screamed at multiple points in there. Like, the part where she shushes Gail King, I was like, what? <laughs> Holy shit. The yeah. part where she says it's she can't be racist because she's Puerto Rican. I screamed. Yeah. It's incredible. It's There's a lot going on there. There's a, there's a lot of, like, barricades put up for people to, like, to make people act normal in interviews, even if they've done something wrong. Yeah. And she just moved them all. Like, like my lawyer's here. Fuck it, I'm not listening. Yeah. Like, and they interviewed her for like an hour. They I just wanna, let her keep going. I want to see the full uncut interview. This was this was spliced together for TV. I want to see the parts where her lawyer is yelling at her to shut the fuck she up. She should do what Trump did and just leak it to the... Like, this. She should. You guys need Here's to see the, the truth. Whole <laughs> 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 and it just makes her look worse. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. But speaking of characters... Yeah. Uh, let's move on to a fictional character now. A fictional character that's causing almost as much controversy as Mia Ponsetto. And that character's name is John Dillermond. John Dillermond is the main character of a new Danish animated series, also called John Dillermond. And at first glance, he's just a silly looking man with a big mustache and a striped leotard. That's, that's silly, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, but also, he has a comically large penis. Yeah. In just the show's intro sequence, we get to see John Dillerman's dick getting caught in some bus doors. Uh, we see him using his penis as a floating vessel and a long tentacle-like appendage that he uses to pull scrap waste from the bottom of a river. 
Uh, we see him spinning his penis like a propeller and flying through the air. We see him using his penis as a pogo stick. We see him saving some children from a lion attack by whipping the lion with his penis, and we finally see him flying again. This time because a bunch of balloons are attached to his penis. Oh, and in case we forgot to mention, this is a kids' show intended for audiences four to eight years old. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So they they if they put it on YouTube, they can click the safe for kids button. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's understandable that a kid's show focused on the main character's absurdly long penis might be controversial, but um, maybe not for the reasons you might think. I mean, here in the U.S., even acknowledging genitalia in front of children is considered obscene and possibly criminal, but Danish kids' TV is different. Uh, one of the most popular Danish children's TV personalities is Uncle Raya, who curses and smokes. Uh, the show Geppetto News, which looks a lot like Sesame Street, features a character who cross-dresses and last year, a Danish kids show featured full-on nudity in a segment about body acceptance. So, it's different cultural norms. Yeah, for sure. So, the controversy in Denmark over John Dillermond isn't about the mere presence of the penis, but rather how it's used. From The Guardian, quote, Since premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. Is it really the message we want to send the children while we are in the middle of a huge hashtag MeToo wave, wrote the Danish author Anne Lise Mastrand Jorgensen. Christian Groves, an associate professor and gender researcher at Roxlild uh, University, says he believes the program's celebration of the power of male genitalia could only set equality back. Quote, it's perpetuating the standard idea of a patriarchal society and normalizing locker room culture that's been used to excuse a lot of bad behavior from men. It's meant to be funny, so it seems as harmless, but it is not. And we're teaching this to our kids. We need to have a character that is equal but different, yeah. and she needs to have the deepest vagina you've ever seen. Yeah, a vagina that's like... Uh, She's always hiding things in it. It's like the afterburner of a jet engine. She's yeah. Just like, she uses it to get around. And she can, like, put fruit in it and shoot it at people like a gun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and there's, like, someone was going to get hit by a, a bunch of random debris, but she steps in front and holds her giant vagina up, yeah. and, it, and it blocks everything, and that baby in the carriage was saved. She, there's like a fire and she puts it out with some qu big queefs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is how we fix the John Dillerman show. Yeah, make equal it, but different. Make it not problematic anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And then, crossover episode. They yeah, fuck. They fuck. <laughs> From like hundreds of feet away. Yeah. It's they, wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, those people, they see uh, a problem with it. Maybe not the same problem you might see with it. But others uh, in Denmark, they don't see what the big deal is at all. From that same article, uh, Erla Heinesen Hoisted, a clinical psychologist who worked with families and children, said she believed the show's opponents may be overthinking things. Quote, John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking, and kids do find genitals funny, she said. The show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes like kids do, but crucially, Dillerman always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens, which is nice. He's accountable. Hey, there you go. It teaches kids to put your dick away. Put your dick away. If someone but, asks, put it away. If someone asks you to put your penis away, do that. But also, it's hilarious when you use your penis as like a weapon and a lasso. Uh, uh, yeah, and lasso and <laughs> yeah. like, it's just funny. Yeah. Penises are funny. But don't try to slap a tiger in the face with it. No. Yeah. Now, speaking of stuff going on in the rest of the world outside of the U.S., Madrid is generally a pretty warm city by European standards, but it recently had the most snow that it's gotten in over half a century. This winter has been insane yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It's real weird. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's caused billions of dollars in damage, but for, most, uh, for the most part, it seems like the people of Madrid are taking advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime situation, as evidenced by some videos posted in this thread from Twitter user Nas Till Brooklyn. Uh, here's a guy riding a dog sled through the streets of Madrid. Uh, here's some dudes building a giant penis sculpture that's so anatomically accurate that we have to actually blur it. Uh, here's a couple dozen people having a huge impromptu snowball fight in the street. Here's someone on skis being towed through the streets by a car. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I do that. Uh, here's another guy on skis propelling himself down the road with a giant fan mounted to his back. Here's John Dillerman propelling himself down the streets <laughs> by whipping his dick around. Here's uh, some people rolling a huge snowball in the midst of another massive... Uh, impromptu snowball fight in the street. Here's a snow sculpture of two people fucking on the hood of a car. <laughs> here's someone in one of those inflatable T-Rex costumes roaming the empty streets alone. And finally, here's someone trying and failing to drive their car out of the exit of an underground parking lot. Oof. Hmm. Now, honestly, as 
people who also live somewhere that doesn't often see a typical white winter. Uh, this is all exactly the kind of shit that you would see happening in L.A. if we ever got more than, like, a few minutes of snow every 10 years or so. We had a decent year last year up in the mountains. Yeah, I mean, the mountains around L.A. snow, but, like, it's, it's like once every 10 years it'll snow for a few minutes somewhere in L.A., and uh, it's like a... Like a a couple of years ago, it was like Pasadena, I think, got some it's snow. It's just like flurries and it melts yeah, it's, and hits the ground. Yeah, it's... But yeah, you weird. drive up uh, one of the mountain roads and you see uh, on the side of the road, a kid has built a half dirt, half snowman <laughs> yeah, kind of... The, the most <laughs> disgusting snow. Yeah, just filthy. Um, but it's fun when it happens. I wish it would happen now. We are bone dry again. Yeah. It is very dangerous. Uh, anyways, before we get in the headlines half of this show, this episode, it's sponsored by Stitch Fix. Does looking at your current cold weather wardrobe options give you a chill burr? burr? Uh, it's time to ditch that old sweater and upgrade that jacket. A Stitch Fix personal stylist can help you pick new pieces that are timeless. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen to, for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. You can try on pieces at home before you buy them, you keep your favorites, you send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included in your box. There is no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well. So get started today at stitchfix.com weird. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com weird for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com weird. And this episode is sponsored by Feels. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone. Many, many of us do, especially these days. Our job involves spending our entire day sitting in a chair that, and you're just doom scrolling the internet. It gets stressful. Yeah. And also that comes with the side of uh, back pain and stress and, you know, difficulty going to a bed at a decent hour because mm. you got that screen on. Thankfully, we discovered Feels. Feels is a premium CBD that's delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. All you do is place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You may need to take more or less to get the effects that you're after. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover, or addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel anytime. Feels has us feeling our best every day, and it can help you too. So become a member today by going to feels.com weird, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash weird to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash weird. All right, now time for some headlines. Basically, I got three weeks of headlines here. I got to catch up. Starting with, where are the cats? Melbourne police seek armed man who stormed animal shelter. He's just a big cat lover. We've all been there, you know. Feeling lonely. His internet probably gave gave out. I I need my cats. So he went to the source, the local animal shelter, and, uh, you know, brought a gun just in case and a bunch of tactical gear just just in case and uh, demanded to see the cats. And everyone took it the wrong way. In real life, he, he probably just, like, let them all loose, right? I think that's what he wanted to do. Mm. They, they believe that he was some sort of animal rights person. Um, but they were just so dang cute, I had to take them all home. Well, yeah, also, Australia has a huge feral cat problem. If he mm-hmm. had released these cats, it would have been uh, actually really bad for the native species of Australia. They'd have to have a new event where they club cats to death instead of rabbits. So maybe he wanted to actually murder all the cats. Maybe mm-hmm. he's a conservationist. It's like these feral cats, they're they, ruining they everything. fucked everything up too much. I mean, we need to put them down. I'm going to do it. No more pussyfooting, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears implicates Elon Musk in the death of her cats. Yes, that's Britney Spears' sister. Yes. Um, and Who yet, is an adult now, an, by the way. An adult woman. Time has passed. Yeah, she... Posted a video on Instagram. I think she's deleted it by now, but she made it sound like she has uh, accidentally killed several uh, family cats um, thanks to the fact that the Tesla is too quiet. Oh, like, like hitting them? They won't get out of the way? Or yeah, something? like she's pulling out of the garage and the cats don't hear the engines. <laughs> she runs by. That's what it sounds like. There's a lot of questions, uh, a, lot of, a lot of unanswered questions. Well, about this. look. 
Jamie Lynn. You get one. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a little more careful now. Yeah. At one point, she's like, I don't even want to tell you guys how many dead cats we're talking about here. <laughs> how many cats have you killed? Uh, I'm assuming a lot. Like, to the point where she's like, this is getting out of hand. Oh, my God. Another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe keep your cats away from the driveway in the garage. Yeah. She, she's demanding that Elon Musk install some sort of, like, ultrasonic device to the car to make it... There's uh, a horn. Just honk the horn a couple times before you fucking leave. Yeah. You could do that. That's a, that's a good short-term solution right there. She's a cat murderer. Yeah. Serious. Ah, oh, jeez. All right. Another one. Well, let's go to the animal shelter and get a new one. And, then, like, at that point, it's like, for her, it's like, she's not even getting attached to these cats anymore. Oh, she's God. not even providing them with a loving home. Because she's like, well, I'm going to kill you in a couple weeks. We're running out of space in the garden. We've yeah. buried so many cats back here. Beautiful flowers. we got there. a full-on pet cemetery going. Yeah. This is all Elon Musk's fault. I look forward to uh, 2022 when Jamie Lynn Spears is uh, mauled to death by zombie cats. Yeah. Be careful. Mm-hmm. A man injected himself with magic mushrooms, and the fungi grew in his blood, which put him into organ failure. But what a, what a ride. Actually, no. Hmm. From what I've read, like, because of the nature of psilocybin and, like, the way he did it. Like, he just boiled it in some water and... Didn't work? Yeah, I don't think, like, I don't think he did it the proper way for, like, blood. Because, mm-hmm. like, if he had drank it, he would have gotten high as shit. But injecting it into your veins, like, it, certain things need to be... Uh, happening chemically yeah. for it to work. But uh, yeah, fungi, they double bummer. They grow in the dark and pretty, pretty dark in those veins. So uh, Yeah, he's like, man, these magic mushrooms suck. Also, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, injecting it in your fucking, what is it? You don't need to do that. Mushrooms are strong. Just eat a couple extra. Just eat more. If, if they're not strong enough for you, you eat more. Yeah, eat very easy to regulate. Very easy. Yeah. Put it in a blender, add some fucking like peanut butter, some sugar, just or just eat them raw. Shit down. Yeah, I think they can. taste just fine raw. They, they taste okay. Very I mean, earthy. Yeah, very earthy and chewy. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, sometimes they take a bit longer to... This is all hypothetical with an yeah. asterisk. But make sure you click that button on the monetization thing now. The drugs? Yeah. Yeah. 12-year-old DJ has equipment seized after rave in school toilets. Fucking legend. Yeah. That's how you get legend status in school. Yeah. He, he sent out an invi- invitation on Snapchat. He's like, to all the year eight boys, come on down. We're going to have a party. You have a rave in the bathroom. Or in the, in the toilet, as they say over there, yeah. which I think is hilarious. It sounds like he had a, like a DJ like Set up on the toilet? Inside the toilet bowl. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's the thing. It's like uh, in much the opposite way of that girl Mia having, uh, getting arrested. Like she doesn't look cool because she's actually a bad person yeah. who was doing bad things and continued to dig her hole. This 12-year-old having his DJ equipment seized, yeah. that's actually even cooler and adds to the to the yeah. coolness level. Yeah. And, like, luckily this kid's mom was like, I'm not even mad at him. I appreciate, like, you know, kid's got moxie. Yeah. He's being punished by the school. That's fine. You know. You try to get a bunch of uh, young boys together to do something. Yeah. Uh, this kid, he's, he's going to be an event promoter. Yeah. Be very also, successful. I mean, just look at what the coronavirus has done to the live music, uh, the world of live music. Yeah. We, we need bathroom raves more now than ever. Look, if these kids are going to be in school together all day, they might as well have some entertainment every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched his mom posted a little clip of him at home practicing his DJ. He's playing, like, <laughs> EDM versions of kids' songs. There you this go. This great. Yeah. This kid's got a future. And yeah, now, when, live, when live music comes back, yeah. he'll be ready to go. Because he'll be, he'll be 18 by then. Yeah. <laughs> it's never coming back. Nurse strips off PPE suit to have sex with COVID patient in hospital toilet. Suspended. Again, not inside the toilet. In <laughs> yeah. the, the bathroom. In the bathroom. This is uh, two dudes in Indonesia. Mm. So it was uh, gay sex. And they took, took the suit off even though the other one had COVID? Yeah. Strange. Must what have been a... some good dick. Yeah. Just put your head in the toilet. And then we'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just keep flushing so it sucks all the air down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hope it was worth it, nurse. Yeah. Now you don't have a job and you have COVID. It's all about the thrill. I guess so. Or or this nurse is one of those bug chasers. Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't, haven't, haven't heard anything about there being COVID bug chasers, but that's got to be a weird kink. I would almost assume that there absolutely is because of the the fact that 
a lot of people recover fine. And yeah. then they are immune for a while or they have the antibodies for at least, you know, I think they say it's like two or three months or something at least. So I would assume that there are, are people who are actively trying to get it so they can be like, well, I've already had it. I'm going to go yeah. about my day. Yeah, I mean, there were those parties at the beginning of the pandemic. They were basically the chicken pox Like a chicken pox party, yeah. Which are also a terrible idea. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. Confused Americans think the rioter's name who stole podium from U.S. Capitol is Via Getty. Tired of all these immigrants, like Via Getty, stealing Getty. our podiums. This shit is fucking hilarious. Like, the, there's so many cons. Like, I got a message for you, Mr. Via Getty. You think you can storm our capital and get away with it? You got another thing coming. Yeah. Like, Police, please arrest Via Getty. Can you believe Via Getty was at the Oscars last year? Yeah. Typical Hollywood coming you, in here. You Google this guy, there's just millions of results. He's been all over the world. Yeah. He took this picture here. He's basically Carmen Sandiego's Via Getty person. Yeah. Again, that's the guy whose lawyer admitted his crimes to a a bunch of cameras. In the replies to one of these threads, someone posted a picture of a, like a homework assignment for, looked like kindergartners and first graders, and it was a picture of George Washington, and it was like, who, what was the name of the first president? And the kid wrote Getty Images, because there's a little (laughs) Getty Images uh, watermark next to it. Perfect. Our first president. There is images. Uh, the the video I saw of the uh, the the guy's lawyer was uh, the legal eagle YouTube guy was just like talking about he was talking about the lawyer basically admitting guilt to his client. He's like, you know that the right to remain silent also extends to the your legal yeah. counsel, right? I love legal eagle. He's had his hands full the past three or four months. Huh. And he he I mean I'm excited it, to see his take on Baked Alaska, who was finally arrested by the FBI. See. It, it was annoying that Baked Alaska took so long to uh, actually be arrested, but I I have a feeling like the FBI sort of gave him enough rope to, like, hang himself. They're like, yeah. we, we know where he is. This guy's a public figure. So, like, you know, let's wait to arrest him and see if he does anything even stupid. And that way he can implicate everyone else around him. Yeah. He's, he's going to be like the, uh, what's that guy's name with the tattoos? The the guy who's in court snitching on everyone? Takashi? Oh, <laughs> he's going to be like yeah. that for the alt-right. Well, yeah, it's like that other guy, uh, Nick Flentes, who I don't know if he was actually in the Capitol or not, but he, like, he's been saying just like on his streams, just like, if you're at the Capitol, you should delete all of your videos. And it's like, buddy, <laughs> you're, you're uh, urging people who committed crimes to delete uh, the evidence. Delete evidence. <laughs> also, evidence that is has already been backed up on several yeah. servers. Yeah, it's they've already got it. Uh, anyways, more insurrection headlines. Axe condemns U.S. Capitol riots after can of body spray left by mob. We here at Axe Body Spray <laughs> condemn the violence <laughs> this week at the Capitol. We at Axe, we believe in the dem- democratic process of this country. We want to see a peaceful transition of power. And they just lost all of their clientele. Well, you know what? I'm just going to stop using deodorant then. There's a reason that a can of Axe Body Spray was left there. Smelling like shit to own the lips. Yeah. The, the scent of every middle school locker room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what the, the capital had to deal with that. Look, it's better to use too much Axe than not enough. <laughs> better spread. Mm, Ten seconds, probably not enough. I want to smell really good for math class. On the commercial, the guy sprays a, a literal fucking cloud around him, and then babes just, they flock to him. So I think we told the, the story before on the show, but that stuff came out when I was in like middle school. And uh, we would like, take it and break the tops off yeah, and then just it throw it in, into the locker rooms and stuff like that. So it would just be like an axe bomb. Yeah. It's great. It's, uh, kids are bad. Mm-hmm. Michael Cohen interview sparks questions after he mentions prison friends Tony Meatballs and Big Minty. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on the news. He's apparently, now that he's been to prison himself, he's, he's all about prison reform and yeah. uh, rights for prisoners. He's like, look. When I was in there, I was in the clink. I, I told my buddies, Tony Meatballs and Big Minty, that, like, this was going to be my thing moving forward. I'm going to, you know, I'm doing it for you guys. I'm not going to forget about you. It's like every conservative person. is like their, their big, like, life uh, goal, the way that they, like, go out on top and, like, try to be a good person is, like, whatever they're affected by, they're like, yeah. now that this has happened to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to change things. Yeah, yeah. It's like how Meghan McCain, like, if Donald Trump had never made fun of her dad... Oh, she would love him. She'd be, like, the number one Trumper. Yeah. Yeah. It's all based on how it affects you personally. Yeah. North Dakota man kicks in front door after getting no reply to Facebook friend requests, police say. You're going to be my friend or you're going to regret it? Yeah, knowing, like, North Dakota, like, he probably had to drive, like, 40 miles to get to his neighbor. And they had COVID. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it uh, doesn't sound like he's going to get that friendship uh-huh. that he was after. Conspiracy theorists share schematic for 5G chip they claim is implanted in COVID-19 vaccines, only it's actually for the boss metal zone. <laughs> it's a guitar pedal, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the metal zone. It's probably the most popular uh, distortion pedal for people who play uh, punk and metal music. Uh, it's a very divisive pedal. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But it's, it's definitely the most popular. And uh, yeah, some, some joker uh, released this. I think it was it. Italy is where it spread originally, but they literally just changed one piece of text from the schematic to 5G chip. But it's there's still like labels for foot switch and like distortion. Like, you know, no one's, no one's like reading that. that. They're looking at that. They're like, yep, that yeah. looks like someone made it up in a lab. Yep, got spread around. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we all had a laugh, but uh, could just be viral marketing for uh, the Roland Boss Corporation. Um, now, you know that like there's a, a decent amount of people out there who have never even heard the correction or yeah. the joke that it was a pedal. Did you see and it's that like, chart? yeah, no, they still believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's like all of the people boasting the vaccine videos now. <laughs> the vaccine made me do this, and it's like Nathan for you, like dancing or something yeah. like that. It's like it took control of this man's body. So then someone's gonna see that and not ho- know who he is and be like, you see yeah. that? Yeah, this is like, I mean, spreading uh, dumb fake news is fun, but. People are so dumb that it's probably counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Like, did, did you see that the fucking L.A. Fire Department, they were first in line for the vaccine, and um, about, like, half of them have gotten it, which is good, but the other half are just not interested. Yeah, like, they saw no, a bunch of, like, chances. yeah, reasoning behind that. It's like a, a certain amount of them have already gotten it and gotten over it. So they're like, yeah, what do I need that for? Uh, because your immunity only lasts uh, a yeah. short amount of time. And it got so bad where the the city of LA was offering them prizes yeah. in order to get vaccinated. And apparently some are like holding out for like, well, if we wait a little bit longer, they'll probably give us iPads instead of like, you know, tickets to a future Dodger game. Uh, are we there. not paying our firefighters enough? I, I'm very pro-fire. This last year has made me very pro-firefighter. Pro-firefighter yeah. just on account of being like anti-cop. Well, but fire, now I'm over, I'm rethinking things. The fire chief's excuse is like, you know, much like with everything else, the fire department is a reflection of society. And there's <laughs> probably 40% of the people out there don't want the vaccine. I, so I guess. Yeah. Uh, God. We're never getting out of this. Mm. It's going to be a while. Paul McCartney says he talks to late Beatles bandmate George Harrison through a tree. Good for him. Hello, George. Let him do it. George, your leaves are looking quite beautiful today. What is the tree on his property? Because that would be kind of fucked up. Yeah, I guess George was super into uh, gardening towards the end of his life. And he gifted Paul this uh, sapling Mm. before he died. Now it's a full-on tree. and Paul McCartney likes to stop and have chats with uh, the late George Harrison. At the, it's actually quite sweet. Ah, that's sweet. what I'm saying. Like, it just well, sounds. It's fine. It sounds funny in the headline. He walks up. Hello, George. The headline's disingenuous. How are things in the world of trees it's today? Mean on purpose. George, remember the time we all masturbated in a room together? <laughs> they did in the dark, right? We turned off the lights and we all beat our meatles, as they said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna have a bit of the old in out right now with the tree. You don't mind, do you? It's my property. I can do what I want. <laughs> It was a gift. It was a gift, George. Uh, but good for him. Yeah. Reconnecting with his old friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Britain. British PM Johnson's father applying for French citizenship. Yeah, that's got to suck. You, you are the head of state of a country that is separating, made it so bad. separating from Europe um, in just the worst possible way. And your dad's like, all right, well, see ya. I'm going to go live in Europe where I used to live when before you did your thing you did. Yes. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I didn't realize this because his dad was had his back quite a bit during the last uh, election in the UK. Um, but his dad voted to remain. And it was like very anti-Brexit. So yeah. But you, you got to support your boy, I guess. Until it's too late. Then you leave. Sounds like the whole Brexit thing is going fucking horrible, uh, as expected. Yeah. All the horror (laughs) stories that I've heard uh, are like interviews with uh, like uh, uh, shipping and trucking. uh, No, they're like, like, I've been sitting at the border waiting to get on the ferry for a day. 
Like yeah. literally an entire day. I mean, literally the yeah the border crossing at like Calais and Dover at, was never designed as an international border crossing. It was designed as just a water crossing without customs and anything like that. And even back then, it was slow as fuck. Mm-hmm. And like now they have to do full like customs inspection of everything that crosses. It, yeah, it's gonna take fucking forever to get anything across. Yeah, I was like listening to NPR and they're interviewing drivers like. Yeah, I just uh, went to sleep for a while. I uh, woke yeah. up. I haven't moved. Uh, nothing. It's just a nightmare, apparently. Yeah, and there's all these guys. Like, uh, <laughs> there's this one guy who's an eel farmer, and uh, like he his most of his business was selling uh, eels to Europe. And, no, he didn't anything. And uh, yeah, now he his business is like completely dried up because other in Britain, like eel is not super popular. And uh, well, yeah, it's his job to make it popular. Yeah, and it's because like it, now it, like no one in Europe is going to buy his fucking eels because they have to pay customs duties on it. It's like no, I'll just buy buy from someone else. Fuck it. I, you know, it is bad, but you love to see the consequences of their actions so quickly and so like definitive. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is these people, all the people who voted uh, leave, and are facing these consequences, like they'll be dead in ten years. The people who are really going to suffer are the young people who actually voted to remain because it, it's going to take it took so long for the EU to get where it is today. Like they, Britain, like they can't just flip the switch back and be like, all right, uh, snip, snap. We'd like to be let back in, please. It's going to take a very long time to fix this if it ever gets fucking fixed. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny in the meantime. See, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Mm-hmm. Next headline. Blood everywhere. Aggressive squirrels terrorizing and attacking New York City residents for weeks. Is it? Is it? I mean, I assume just like the monkeys, it, that it's they're not getting as much trash and food because of the pandemic. That they're getting more aggressive. It could be. Mm-hmm. Although you would expect rats to be the ones in New York City really uh, feeling the effects and going crazy over that shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, but squirrels are the kings of the above ground. They are. Squirrels are, uh, yeah, they... Because they can get away with it because they're cute. Rats, someone sees a rat, uh, screaming, yeah. uh... Oh, disgusting. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Ew, it's got a slice of pizza. Squirrels, it is their kingdom, especially during the day. People yeah. don't care about squirrels. And they can fuck you up. These people... As, pr- as proven. Yeah, it really is blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they don't think it's rabies because squirrels don't really get rabies. It's super rare, so they, they don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, if you're in New York City, be careful. The squirrels are acting up. Yeah, well, it's also winter now, too. Shouldn't they have, like, a whole tree full of nuts to sit and pig out on? Maybe they fucked up. Yeah. Maybe they forgot where they buried all those, all those uh, acorns. Mm-hmm. So that could be it, too. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the bottom of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Everyone copes differently. Man receives his own taxidermied leg just in time for Christmas. It's every boy's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy got hit by a motorcycle a few years ago, lost his leg, and uh, managed to get... Uh, Someone to take all the flesh away from it and rearrange the bones and put it in a little a little uh, platform for him. And so now he's... he's put a lampshade on top and put it in the window. Yeah, he's got his old leg. Just there it is. This isn't the same guy who the hospital let him keep his amputated leg and then he, him and his friends ate no, some of it? No, no. That happened. Ugh. They said it didn't taste bad. This is a lot more normal than that. I guess, on the scale of weird to normal. I mean, like, I would probably want to do the same thing if I had, like, a, a limb removed. I'm like, they're just going to th- throw it in the trash. No, you... Like, it would be funny to keep it around. Nah. Like, there it is. You send it to heaven where it's waiting for you. No. No. I would, I would keep the hand. Okay. Just to have it. No, you send the toe up to Canada. Well, yeah. If it was a toe, <laughs> I would send it to Canada. Yeah. But any other, any other limb, um, I'm taking that to a taxidermist. Getting it mounted in uh, maybe one of those glass domes. Yeah, just a little curiosity, a little curio for my for my mantle. <laughs> there it is. There it is. My, my leg. leg. Man caught on video rollerblading naked on Ohio highway while wearing a panda head. And yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Look, he was hauling ass. Too. This quarantine is really messing with people's mental state. You got to get out there and do something crazy every once in a while. Yeah, you just got to let loose. And at least he was wearing a mask. It's a panda head, but, you know, it offers yeah. some safety, I'm sure. Yeah. So there you go. My body doesn't really get cold. My head gets pretty cold. This is Ohio. Ohio is pretty cold lately. Was happened. he arrested or he got away with it because of the panda head? You don't know who he is. I don't think they found him. So there you go. A perfect crime. And a cool crime. 
Yeah. Cold crime. A very cold crime. Mm -hmm. Burr. His penis was probably the size of a size of a bean. Yeah. From all that cold. De definitely not a John Dillerman. And final headline. Yes, Neanderthals and humans had cave sex. But did they kiss? And the answer is yes. Oh, that's good. They found uh, microbes or some shit on, like human microbes on the mouths of Neanderthals. And also, they found that uh, the Neanderthals gave us HPV. Damn Neanderthals. But we gave them herpes. Damn us. Yeah. But there was a whole lot of, whole lot of interspecies fucking back then. We won in the end, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's, a, it's like most Northern Europeans are uh, like 5% Neanderthal or something like that. Well, like people from like Norway and... Sweden. No, I mean like even Germany, I think. Uh, yeah. What about us? What do you mean us? Are we, in, are we Neanderthals? Probably. You got to get that 23 in me. Ah, no, touching don't. that. Yeah. But they, they uh, I think that one, some of them, they'll tell you your percentage of Neanderthal. I got a pretty big forehead. And just like white people in general have Neanderthal. Uh, other people, not so much. Well, my ancestors fucked in a cave, and yeah. they loved it. They loved it. They kissed each other on the mouth. <laughs> it's very sensual. It was sweet, yeah. actually. Yeah. And they gave each other sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> because they loved each other. That's right. Uh, Tale as old as time. It's yeah. like the Montagues and the Capulets. Mm -hmm. And they killed themselves. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please watch our most recent episodes. It'll give you a recap on everything that's happened in the past couple of weeks. But, uh, hey, nothing on the docket for this next week. It's probably going to be really boring. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing to talk about. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a week off. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be very boring. No one's going to be talking about anything. Probably. See you Wednesday for the yeah. inauguration. Yep. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> Watch our other videos, hit the subscribe button. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.